Yes. If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it nowadays? But only real fans, true hardcore fans of this show, would know two things about us. Two fundamental truths about America's cutest couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, Bunny is the fact that you actually write NASCAR-themed romance novels under a pseudonym, which I've always been very impressed with, you know, your literary range. So tell us, please, Bunny, what is your author pseudonym and why is NASCAR so romantic to you? Well, I write under the pseudonym of Zaphod Thunderballs. That is a good uh, name. Which I, I think I, like. I think wrapped up everything that I wanted to say about the character. Uh, I, I want to be like speed and and balls, you know, and that that kind of a character going forward. So, uh, um, as far as 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 the NASCAR theme itself. I, I I don't want to go as homoerotic as the drivers want me to go. You know? Yeah, I imagine that would be difficult. I mean, I mean, like this is I'm no pornographer, okay? This this is what I'm trying to say. I mean, these yeah. are decent stories about men in love, okay? Exactly. It's who, about love. Who drive for NASCAR, you know? Yeah. And if Will Ferrell doesn't like that, well, fuck him, okay? Like, he doesn't yeah, own NASCAR, <laughs> all right? Sorry, yeah. I'm getting a little passionate about this. <clears throat> Yeah, but I, that's and, it, I and that's like, and that's really a a creative struggle with the talent base that I have, you know. Yeah. But since NASCAR is funding this, what can I do? You know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. Well, uh, the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it. But I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do is I like to find a story from the history books that people might not know too well and reword it by my own unique storytelling style. That's what this is. Another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximation. Or shap, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name shap. And like they always say, don't pee on my leg and tell me that you're not peeing on my leg because I can clearly (laughs) see you peeing on my leg right now. Why are you peeing on my leg in the first place, Bunny? Is this a fetish for you? Are you getting off on this? 
Is this some sort of sick game to you, Bunny, to just pee on my leg? Is this how you get your kicks? <laughs> and so this week on the old Shappity Shap Shap, yeah. we will be doing a short story about a prominent figure in one town's history and that same town's current struggle dealing with the aftermath. And if you will please humor me, Bunny, I will not be telling you the man's name, not at first, because reasons, but just trust me here, all right, buddy? Okay. I, I will tell you, his first name is Harold, but everyone just calls him Harry, okay? Harry. Okay. Harold. He was born and raised in beautiful Fort Wayne, Indiana, a bustling metropolis of roughly 267,000 people. A fairly big town. Uh, every year in September, they have a Johnny Appleseed Festival, Aww. and it looks adorable. Yeah. I, I would love to visit beautiful Fort Wayne, Indiana's Johnny Appleseed Festival that they do every September. Uh, the fort itself, Fort Wayne itself, was founded in 1794 under the orders of one Mr. George Boom Boom Washington himself. Ah. He said, we need a fort in Indiana. And I'll, let's name the Fort Wayne. And so that's how the fort came, came to be. The area was officially incorporated into a city in 1840. And in 1939, the town was severely hit by the Great Depression, but that's okay, because round about the Great Depression is when our man Harry comes in. Okay. Harold was born in, Harold was born in 1886, and he was destined to make history. Harry ran for mayor in 1932, and he won. He was the mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana from 1932 to 1947 under his wise leadership. Okay. Fort Wayne survived the Great Depression, and Fort Wayne survived World War II. In fact, despite the Great Depression, under Harold's leadership, Fort Wayne continued to thrive. Harold personally broke ground on what would become the Fort Wayne International Airport, which is currently ranked number 151 out of the 550 airports in America, which is uh, pretty good. Not yeah. too shabby. Uh, I did. I did. He was amazing in Uncut Gems. And also a big win at the time for Harry. He got the old nickel-plated railroad tracks elevated. I don't know what that means, but apparently elevating the railroad tracks finally opened up the north side of Fort Wayne and allowed for more city development. And this was all happening during the Great Depression. So during the Great Depression, when cities were struggling, under Harold's leadership, Fort Wayne thrived. Uh, he also started construction on the city's massive... Uh, at the time, technologically advanced underground sewer system and the big state-of-the-art sewage uh, treatment plant, which is still being used today. Okay. So the success, the success and the history of Fort Wayne is deeply embedded in our man, Harry. 
He was the mayor of Fort Wayne from 1932 to 1947. In 1947, he lost re-election, but the guy who replaced him was nowhere near the muster of our man Harry. So in 1951, uh, our man Harry runs again, and he's elected mayor again, and he ends up serving four terms as the mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana, and was mayor until he uh, sadly, tragically, while still in office, died of a kidney infection in 1954. Harry was 67 years old. He is buried in Lindenwood Cemetery, right in the middle of beautiful Fort Wayne, Indiana. Truly, Harry was one of Fort Wayne, Indiana's biggest heroes. And the city thrives to this day thanks to the outstanding leadership of Harold. And so please, everyone, a moment of silence, please, for our man, Harry. Okay. So shortly thereafter, shortly shortly after Harry's tragic death, the town of Fort Wayne sought to memorialize the man because this man was a very important part of Fort Wayne, Indiana's history. And so they started naming streets and buildings after him. And in the 1950s, that's not a problem. Yeah. In the 1950s, there's no problem naming a street after Harold. And in the 1960s, at least in the beginning of the 1960s, it wasn't a problem. Naming things after Harold. Okay. But. Like 1958, 1959, 1961. There's no laughs. There's no snickers. The town of Fort Wayne didn't think twice about naming things after their most beloved mayor, Harry W. Balls. Okay. Now, to be clear, his last name is spelled B-A-A-L-S. As you would. But 1958, 1959, that's a different time. They have no qualms whatsoever about naming one of their main streets Harry Balls Avenue. Nineteen sixty-two people are, I don't know, listening to the sound of music and uh going to church. They have no problems with naming this building the Harry Balls Community Center. <laughs> and that is true in the 1950s. Uh one of their major streets was Harry Balls Drive. But as yeah. the years go on and people start to snicker. It becomes harder and harder to name things after their beloved mayor. In fact, after a ridiculous amount of time, Harry Balls Drive is sadly renamed to the still technically accurate H.W. Balls Drive. So there is still a major street running through Fort Wayne called H.W. Balls Drive. It's still accurate. Yeah. That's still an accurate name. Anyway, that brings us back to the modern times, a town that is successful, but that occasionally struggles with history, their beloved mayor with the unfortunate name. Yes. So in 2011, Fort Wayne is working on a big new state-of-the-art government building. 
And I don't know why they decided to do this, but they decided to have everyone vote on the new building name. Yes, let's go online. Let's go online and have people come to this website and vote on what the new name for the... uh, for the town's government building should be. I'm surprised that the building wasn't named Buildy McBuildface. Yeah. Uh-huh. But of course, but of course, the number one entrant with more than 10 times the vote of any other name was the Harry Balls Government Center. Okay. Here's the worst part of the story. You know what those jackalopes in the 2011 Fort Wayne uh city government did what they named the building citizen square oh fuck that bullshit this is the biggest scandal of all time this is harry ballsgate how dare how dare they not listen to the people and name it the harry balls government center how dare they well that is that that is how I feel about my high school song. Okay. What was it? Yeah. What's your high school That's song? That's how I feel about my high school song. I'll, I'll get there in the moment. But the okay. choices were Imagine by John Lennon. Okay. Keep in mind, Lennon was shot my senior year. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I think this is a good choice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks to the future. It's it's one of his his biggest songs, you know? Okay. Yeah. It's got some meaning for when we're graduating. Yeah. Second choice, Freebird. Okay. Uh, I'm older, so not so much at the time. <laughs> yeah. But we it's were just, getting just, there. We were getting there. We yeah. were starting starting yeah. to flirt with that disaster. Yeah. Totally different group. But uh Oh hell what? Where was I before Molly Hatchet? Freebird, Freebird, yeah. Yeah. You're graduating, yeah, you're a Freebird. Nice kind of metaphor and everything. Like, it's sort of corny, you know? But it's a school song. Yeah, like, if it's I, a school if song. I graduate, will you still remember me? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Or, the theme from Mahogany, which I was the like, theme from Mahogany. I was like, where the fuck did they dig up this relic of a song? What? Yeah. Do you know where you're going to? Do you? Oh. And out of those three, guess which one wow. won? Uh, the theme from Shaft. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, come on. And I was just like, so, like, like, 
Man, out of these three choices, this is the this is the the yeah. most on the nose. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, like, like some songs are just naturally wedding songs. Yeah, you know yeah. the one the bride and the groom chooses. You know, yeah, but. I will say this about the Citizen Square debacle. Yeah. The Citizen Square debacle led to some great news headlines. Okay. Here are uh, two of my favorites. The New York Daily News with... The New York Daily News went with Fort Wayne scratches hairy balls. (laughs) And this one is my absolute favorite from the uk register in england their headline literally went and i quote fort wayne officials refuse to slap hairy balls on building (laughs) those are actual headlines that ran in actual papers I'd I'd like to think though that just like Dwayne the Rock Johnson was the people's champion, yeah. I'd like to believe in my heart that Citizen Square is and will forever be beyond a shadow of a doubt the people's hairy balls. <laughs> that is what I like to think. I I And so that's it. I could get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good story. It's a heartwarming story. And I love it very much. That's it for Steve's historic approximations this week. Next week, we will be talking about a military exercise that went horribly wrong in 2002. And I love this story so much. And it perfectly encapsulates uh, the entirety of the Bush presidency. Okay. In one sad, pathetic military exercise. But that's next week. Join us next week for more educationally uneducational history with Steve's Historic Approximations. Maxwell, your hair looks amazing right now. Maxwell. Yeah, you look good too, Eleanor. You guys both look great. <laughs>